I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Welcome to the Epicenter Podcast. I'm your host, Senior Pastor Rufi Castro, and this message was originally preached on Sunday, February the 5th, and it carries uh, the title, I Surrender All. If you haven't had a chance to listen to this message, I encourage you, you can find it on our Epicenter Facebook page. You could also find it on our Epicenter YouTube channel. I do encourage you to listen to this message, uh, knowing that the Lord will bless your soul. We came out of uh, the book of Matthew chapter 15, uh, beginning at verse number 21. This is a very well-known passage of scripture. In this particular story, we find Jesus uh, is walking with the disciples, and there is this lady that uh, is running after them. So just to sum it all up, she's running after them. The Bible says that she has a daughter that is uh, vexed by a devil. Uh, is demon-possessed, in other words, and she wants Jesus to heal her daughter. The problem is, is that she is a Canaanite woman. She is not a daughter of Abraham. So the dilemma that we find here, Jesus is always presented to us as, you know, someone who's who's very love, loving, um, filled with kindness, is here to help, and and he is. At the same time, Jesus was to fulfill a ministry. So we have to understand that according to what's written in in the Torah, in the Old Testament, the Messiah uh, was to come to deliver the children of Israel from not only the oppression of uh, the earthly kings, uh, if you will, but also the oppression of sin. What makes this story very interesting is that we are introduced to this this woman who is a, a Canaanite, who is a mom. So for those that have children, this is going to resonate. Um, so we know that she is not uh, a daughter of Abraham. Um, she's not uh, from any of the tribes. So she's not a Jew. She's not from the tribe of Judah either. We don't know if she's a believer in Jesus Christ or not. We don't know that. But we really have to understand that even with non-believers or with self-proclaimed atheists, a lot of these individuals are atheists until they get themselves into some sort of trouble or they need some sort of help, at which point they will start crying out to God. They will start reaching out to the children of God. They will start asking for prayers. And, and, and that's okay. That's not a problem. So this Canaanite woman, we don't know if she's a believer or not. All we know is that her daughter has been tormented um, by a devil. She is demon-possessed. So when you really think about that, and I do encourage you to go back and listen to the preaching, um, that would be a very scary situation. If uh, you had a son or you had a daughter living in your house that was demon-possessed, I don't know how you would sleep at night. Like, that's, that's insane. It's crazy. So it's understandable that she is, she's looking for help. And it's understandable that she would go to Jesus. Remember, Jesus had a reputation of healing people, casting out demons. He had a reputation of raising people from the dead, uh, feeding 5,000 people, uh, well, not including women and children, right? Um, with the five uh, five loaves of bread and uh, two fish. 
not including women and children, it was 5,000 people. So his reputation preceded him. She was very desperate. When we are desperate, we will do whatever needs to get done in order for us to achieve the goal that we're trying to reach, especially if it has something to do with our children. So the Bible lets us know that she um, she's following after Jesus. She's crying after Jesus. And the disciples, you know, they're saying, you know, send her away, Lord, send her away. She's bothering us. She's making too much noise, you know, things like that. So we we get to we get to the the climax of the story. Like I said, I encourage you, listen to the preaching on the Epicenter Facebook page, on the YouTube channel. It's it's a really awesome, awesome preaching. Um, well, we're, here in this podcast, we just want to break it down. So we're going to get to the climax of it, and that's where she's crying out to the Lord, and the Lord says, I have come to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, I didn't come for you. The ministry that I'm carrying, the anointing that I have in my life, it is not for you. It is not for your benefit. Uh, Basically, you know, you're not one of the daughters of Abraham, therefore you're excluded from the things that I'm going to do. That is something that's very difficult to wrap our brains around because this is not the kind of Jesus that we've been taught in Sunday school. Again, it's not that Jesus is mean, it's the ministry that he was carrying. So what this lady does, the Bible says that she begins to to worship him. Now in the Greek, that word worship that is translated into English as worship has a very different meaning than when you and I think about worship. When we think about worship or worshiping, the first thing that comes to our mind is we think of slow songs, we think of uh, raising up our hands, uh, crying before the Lord. That's that's kind of what 99% of Christians, when they hear worship, that's what they think of. In the Greek, that word worship, it, it actually means to kiss, to lick like a dog to bow down face first onto the ground. When we look at that and compare it to what we call worship, it is completely different. It is two very different things. Because for an individual to actually bow down to the point where their face is on the ground, you really have to be able to humble yourself. You really have to be able to let go of whoever or whatever you think you are, whatever degrees that you've received, whatever title you may have, like that goes out the window. In order for us to worship the way this woman worshiped, the way it's in the Greek, we have to strip ourselves of who we are. So when we think about that, What she hears from the Lord is, I'm not going to help you. This anointing is not for you, which means the healing is not for your daughter. She did the only thing that she knew how to do. Now, how does she know how to do this? We don't know. Um, If she was a a pagan, if she was an idol worshiper, this is what they would do with their idols. Um, But, you know, the truth of the matter is she did what she knew how to do. She worshiped which means she hung on to his feet. She kissed his feet. She licked his feet. Um, Her tears were basically, you know, running down and on his feet. She completely let herself go 
in a good way um, and just began to worship the Lord. Now, this is important because even while she's worshiping, Jesus replies to her because he says it is not good uh, to give the meat to the children um, that belong to the children to give it to the to the dogs. It's not proper. Now, let me pause right here really quick because something we did mention in the preaching, he's not insulting her. He's he by him saying you're basically comparing her to a dog. He's not insulting her. Um, the Jews did not get along with Gentiles. Gentiles did not get along with Jews. This was very common in the time of Jesus. Uh, for the Jews, the Gentiles were dogs. They were pigs. They were unclean. And for the Gentiles, the Jews were dogs and pigs and unclean. So this this is something that's that's normal nowadays. Obviously, you don't want to go around calling people dogs. Uh, you know, they'll uh, uh, you'll end up getting a whooping, right? <laughs> uh, but back then, this this was the norm. So when Jesus says it is not, in fact, in the King James, it says it is not meat or it is not proper to give the the food, the meat, the bread, the anointing, right? That belongs to the children to give it to the dogs. She's in the middle of worship when he answers this. So watch this. This is so important. When we're in the middle of worship and we've stripped ourselves of everything that we have, when we've surrendered everything to God, we are expecting God to answer us in the affirmative. We're not expecting God to say no, because I've already stripped myself. I already humbled myself. I already made myself of no reputation, if we're going to be using the biblical terminology that the book of Philippians uses. So I've done all that. So I'm expecting God to actually answer my petition uh, in the affirmative. But what Jesus says is very different. He says, it is not me. It's not proper for, for me to, you know, to give you what belongs to the children, to give it to the dogs. But this is where we realize that her worship is genuine. Because to the average individual, if we strip ourselves down, make ourselves of no reputation, and we humble ourselves before the feet of Jesus Christ, and we worship the way, biblical worship, right? Not the slow music and the hands and the, yeah. no, we're talking biblical worship in spirit and in truth, where we are kissing, we are licking, we are crying, like that kind, right? It's consuming us. Nine times out of 10, when we hear a negative answer from the Lord, we stop. It's almost like, yes, we entered into the into the throne of God. We're right there. And what God is doing, he begins to test us a little bit. He begins to, you know, to, to test our faith. See how our faith is doing. And in the middle of that testing, nine times out of 10, we just give up. So this lady, she's crying, she's worshiping her pure heart, pure spirit, and she hears that. You can't give it to you because, you know, it belongs to the children and I can't give it to the dogs. What she answers, she says, she agrees. Like, Master, you are 100% correct. You are on point. Everything you're saying right now is so true. And then she says, but even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the table of the master. So what she is, what is she, what she's saying, when you look at this and you read the next scripture, the Bible says Jesus turns around and looks at her. So you, you really got to play this in your head. He's walking with his disciples. She's coming after them. He never turns around to look at her, which means he's not acknowledging her. The disciples are saying, send her away, right? They're having this conversation. He's not acknowledging her. 
It's very important for us to understand that he goes, uh, you know, he goes through this whole scenario and he says, you know, can't do it, can't give it to the dogs. He's not acknowledging her. The moment she says that even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the table of the master, the Bible specifically says he turns to her. When Jesus turns to her, what does that mean? It means that she got Jesus's attention. She got his attention. When Jesus acknowledged her, she literally had value. Now, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Obviously, as a human being, she has value, right? When Jesus acknowledges something, it now has value. It now has reason. It now has purpose. So the Bible says that when he turned, right? He said, you know, great is your faith. And I haven't seen faith as great in Israel. And obviously he, he heals her daughter without even going and touching her daughter, praying for her daughter. He says, you know, because of your faith is going to happen right now. So the Bible says she went back, you know, you know, she was excited, all that. But I want, I want to focus on this part right here because it was her surrendering Everything that she was, everything that she thought she was, everything she believed, everything she thought she believed, it was surrendering all of that at the feet of Jesus Christ that actually got him to focus on her. So here's the problem. We as human beings have a hard time surrendering. We live in a Western society. We have rights. Of course, we have rights. But sometimes we hold on to it is our right or this is something that is owed to me. Uh, This kind of mentality that Jesus can't function the way he wants to function because we won't let go of these things. Understand, and I'm speaking to the children of God, right? If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, consider giving your life to the Lord. Right now, I'm not going to be speaking to the unbelievers. I'm speaking to the believers. You've been baptized in Jesus' name, which means the moment you got baptized in Jesus' name, you surrendered yourself to the Lord. In fact, the Bible lets us know that you've been made a new creature. All things have been passing. So whoever you were, I got baptized January 15th, 1995. Whoever I was that minute before I went into the water, when I came up out of the baptismal water, that is not me anymore. I am now a vessel of God. I now belong to God. I don't do the things I want to do. I don't carry the thoughts I want to carry. I don't, in other words, I don't own myself anymore. I have no rights anymore. I am now a child of God right? So it's different. Yes, there's rights living in the United States of America. And then there's these trying to take these rights and presenting them before the Lord and say, I'm not going to humble myself like that, God, because don't you know, I'm the pastor of Epicenter, you know, or I'm a minister, or I'm a bishop, or I'm a brother, I'm a sister, I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a that. So we go before the Lord with our needs, but we also show up with our titles, And we also show up with our beliefs of who we think we are. So when the going gets tough and Jesus begins to press us and begins to test us, and if we start worshiping, sometimes some people can't even get to the worship part. Some people can't get to the part where they're kissing his feet, licking his feet, crying at his feet, because that's too much, Lord. You're either going to bless me or you're not, right? Some people don't even make it there. 
But then you have some people that do make it there. But when you hear God saying something along the lines of, you know what, I can't give it to you because you're a dog and and I got to give it to the children, we stop. But then you have those very few, and you know who I'm talking about, because I might be talking to you uh, during this broadcast. We have those few that have enough faith in God and have enough expectancy in the Lord and realize that without God in our life, we are nothing. We have those, those few that say, Lord, even even the dogs eat off the crumbs that come from the table of the master. In other words, I don't need the whole blessing, Lord. I just need a crumb. And because I know how to surrender myself to you, because I know how to give myself to you, Lord, I just want a crumb because I know with that crumb, I will be victorious. That's, that's why Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would tell that mountain, cast yourself into the ocean and it would happen. It doesn't take much. But the only way that we can get there is we have to learn how to surrender before the Lord. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.